Welcome. This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an Ivy Pod production. You can find us at www.ivypod.com. We are Ivy Pod on Facebook, at Ivy Podcast on Twitter. Mail at Ivy Pod is our email. And up your butt, Google Plus. Let's go. We can start. Yes. All right. Welcome. Hey, Clayton, what's up? Not too much. How's it going, John? It's going good. Good, good. good. Pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty pretty psyched for this episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. We put some work in and... Well, not do, not only did we put some work in, but we, we've got a flipping guest on the show. Yes. Coming up here shortly. So, uh, yeah. Should we tell everybody now? Yeah, well, I, I, think I guess you why have not? to at this point. I think we... <laughs> I think it's it's a must. All right. Well, we have Rook Nelson coming on the show, owner and director of Skydive Chicago, right out of Ottawa, Illinois. Yes. Not only is the uh, owner of the joint, he's like he is a professional skydiver, world record holder skydiver. I mean this this dude's he's you know he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he is. He's maximum. Uh, uh, like uh, you talk to him and you you want to go skydiving <laughs> i know and, and i know just you know for us i think growing up when we grew up with movies like point break you know stuff like that when they came out in like the 80s and that's the one that always sticks out in my mind point break but with them jumping out uh the airplanes but um you know growing up with that kind of stuff and when we were growing up the uh the stunts they kept doing more and more stuff it seemed like because mm-hmm. uh skydiving was becoming a bigger deal so i don't know i'm a the fact that we've got a you know pro skydiver coming on our show here shortly to talk to us, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty pretty bumped up. Yeah, I, and I don't know if we should be nervous or because we're we're not uh, in regards to the sport skydiving, we're not exactly knowledgeable. We did a little bit of homework on it, but one of the the main topic I think was sort of the, just the the reputation that Skydive Chicago sort of has in the Illinois Valley could be better. And it's something that you and I noticed, you more specifically than me, and we feel like it's maybe unfair that people kind of have bad associations with the, the business itself, you know. So I uh, hope we Ruk will sort of clear some of that stuff up with us. And, and we're not – it's not going to be a commercial for Skydive Chicago, but more a, a re-education that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, and or a first-time yeah. education. What's that? Or a first-time education, or you know. Yeah, you, for some people who don't know about it, yeah, some people might not even realize that we have uh, this huge skydiving facility right in Ottawa, mm-hmm. right? You know, right in the Illinois Valley, and one of the biggest ones around. Really, guys breaking wreck. Not only is it just like a, do we have a this skydiving place here? But I mean, these guys. They push the limits with their with the records. I mean, they've been breaking records. We talked, I think, I don't remember how many shows it was. That was sometime during the summer, maybe like mm-hmm. four shows ago when we talked about how they had broke the, the, the big vertical record. Mm-hmm. 
of 138 people in formation. Right. Uh, which is and amazing. It blew our in minds itself. then, but to, and then to talk to Rook and the model work um, coordination, it's like dancing in the sky. You know, it, it'll be it's amazing. And it to is. get the people to have that many people being able to coordinate on one page and not have one bad egg or someone that just can't pull it off or whatever, I think is pretty unbelievable. But it is um, absolutely. But back on I mean, what I was saying before with the um, so, so kind of, should I come out and say it that that's a lot of people in the area where we've noticed that that they kind of uh, attribute Skydive Chicago and say that oh don't you don't want to go there it's not safe or. Um, have you heard that? Is that, is that kind of, that was our thinking when we started, when we set up this interview, right? So that was, yeah, exactly. That was the whole idea behind this. I mean, I know, you know, we, we grew up hearing about these things, you know, oh, people die out there uh, every year or every day, you know, people don't go out there. There are people always dying out there. And it's like, okay. So we grew up hearing that stuff and it's really stuck. And I know this, this really resonated with me because when I first brought up the idea, just this has just happened recently. I brought up this idea to my brother, and uh, sorry, Bob, if you're listening, but <laughs> I'm, I'm calling you out because I, I mentioned how you know we wanted to try to debunk this myth that surrounds this place. And the first thing he said to me was, "Oh, well, there's a myth because people die there every year." And I'm like, "No, no, they don't. That's not true." <laughs> and that's the problem, you know. So that's that's people kind of don't, the point. They, they don't die there every year. And they haven't for a long time. No, and and we we looked into this, and we'll we'll ask uh, Rook about this. You know, you know, there there was a bad time. You know, they they back in the nineties, yeah, there were a lot of accidents. But you know, it, that it resulted wasn't, wasn't just at Skydive Chicago. This was a trend um, throughout the skydiving like uh, community, I guess you'd say, um, where technology was advancing, but the the skydivers themselves were taking more risks. Um, trying, pushing the limit and trying to do things that had never been done before. And the, the technology and equipment and stuff hadn't quite caught up to their, uh, risk taking, uh, want, you know, so they, they, there, there was fatalities and stuff. And then there was just flat out accidents or people not paying attention or whatever. But the way it seems to work is, uh, just like any business, um, you know, they safety become, it is the priority number one, obviously, because it's, it is, uh, a dangerous sport in that if you have an accident, you'll probably die. So you have to have every precaution possible to ensure that that doesn't happen. And I, I, I you know, I, I would assume in, in based on the, uh, the facilities they have there, I, I don't think it'd be, um, a worry for me if I, if I were to try it. Um, what did, what did you say from the stuff you should know? They did a skydiving uh, podcast, right? Or a, a skydive, skydiving article, it, yeah, there was there was a thing here that basically said, well, is skydiving safe? And they say, you know, each year about 30 people die in parachuting accidents. Uh, and they broke it down based on, you know, driving in your car and, and the number of deaths per mile. Uh, and they said roughly 40,000 people die each year in traffic accidents. So the way they figured it out is that's about 1.7 deaths per 100 million vehicle miles. So you would need to drive 10,000 miles per year. Well, oh, uh, skipping ahead here, I'm sorry. I'm kind of reading it a little bit. But uh, the, the, the stat that I thought was interesting, it said here, you would have to jump 17 times per year for your risk of dying in a skydiving accident to equal your risk of dying in a car accident if you drive 10,000 miles per year. 
So, huh. okay. you know, in a, in a nutshell, actually, you're more dangerous driving in a car. So, sums it up pretty, pretty good. And they always yeah. say that about flying to, you know, driving to the airport and people are all scared about flying, but you're more likely to die on the way to the airport than you are in the air. Uh, right. And it's crazy because just jumping out of an airplane is, you know, the you think that a lot more people would die, but technology and just know how we can do it and it's amazing because when it started in the you know i don't know when the first person ever jumped out of an airplane was i'm, I'm sure it was probably pre-world war ii yeah was, i don't, I don't know <laughs> they were jumping out for military purposes but i mean i, I think it, 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 the way it's advanced is and, and it's actually become a sport and anybody can basically go do it is pretty amazing um, and to have a facility like this right here in the Illinois Valley at your disposal, if it's something you want to try or, you know, do it for your birthday or whatever, it's kind of cool. And, and, and it's unfortunate that everybody just sort of has a reputation. It's just like no one's afraid to go to Star- Starve Rock, but people fall out there every year. Well, yeah, you go, look how there, you'll fall and die. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, that we that's that's really true, because how many people you know, this year or last year alone have people gotten hurt and actually died. I mean, there's... It seems like it's gotten worse. It has, well, you know, and it goes with the territory of more more people are going there and doing doing stuff. Yeah, that's a good point, though. Exactly. So what? Should people not go to Star Rock because you're going to get hurt? And obviously skydiving is an optional thing. I mean, trying to compare hike going on a hike, but are you the person that goes on a hike or are you the one that runs off the trail and has to scale the the sandstone... uh, cliff face you know what i mean that's the difference you know and that's i think the same goes for sky i mean there's probably people who are pushing the limit and doing things that are a little more dangerous than their typical skydive i mean i know the first time you jump you usually do tandem jumps um and training and stuff but i think we'll probably get into it with him or we'll kind of find out well that's a good point too and you, know, you just we're not going to dive too much into these the stats from you know back in the 90s when, you know, the trend was bad, you know, for skydiving. But, you know, looking, you can, and this is an open door, you can, you guys can look, if you're interested, there's a thing called skydivingfatalities.info. It gives you every single accident that's, like, ever happened by year, by state. It tells you where it happened, tells you how many jumps the jumper had previously jumped, tells you everything. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of these cases, like I think we mentioned it before. I mean, there was guys doing really extreme stuff. You know, like I think there was one that said a guy was doing like pond skimming where he can't, comes down really fast and tries to keep his shoot, you know, tries to fly horizontal so he can like skim his feet on the water and then land at the edge of the pond. I mean, that was that was a situation. I mean, and that's like, yeah, that's some extreme stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean. Yeah, we should bring Rook on here pretty quick. He's, you know, he's waiting for us here, so we shouldn't leave the the man waiting. So, um, I don't know. He, this is the point is, you know, Brian. <laughs> I'm calling Brian because uh, I know he's listening. Deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't go skydiving. You you want to learn how to skydive? You want to jump out of a plane? Hey, we got a place right here in the Illinois Valley. So you don't probably, believe them. more likely you're going to die on the way to the skydiving place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing to do with the, the and, I, and actually I'm sure probably the place that the other place he's jumping at is probably a pretty good facility as well. But oh sure, but sure. But I you know we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk here shortly about this. I mean, we didn't mention it. You know, yeah, there was a the 90s were a bad time for skydiving in general. But uh, since like 2004, Skydive Chicago has had a phenomenal record. So, and but people would rather just make fun of them and 
not recognize that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Should we bring him on here? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back, everybody. Thanks for taking that break with us. And as as we had stated, we have a guest on the show. We get to welcome Rook Nelson to the show. And I hope I didn't. I did. I think I did it wrong again. No, that was good. No, I did it okay, owner, the owner, director of Skydive Chicago out of Ottawa. He's he's a professional skydiver with over eighteen thousand jumps. He's a world record. Holder, and you're and you recently had the big world record you guys broke with the vertical jump. Um, well, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah. So, the idea behind this show today is, you know, we've done in one of our previous shows. We one of our first shows actually. We're, we're always trying to promote the area, the Illinois Valley. We you know we live here, we love the place, and but a lot of people don't share our opinion on that. So. And we did the myth-busting episode on alcoholism, and, you know, the, the thought jumped into my mind, you know, um, Skydive Chicago, it's been around here in the area for quite a long time, but sadly, um, you know, when you bring it up to people, even now today, you know, there's still this negative connotation of, or stigma, uh, that people, you know, are always dying out there, or something like that. So, I, I, I wanted to talk to you uh today um just so we could talk about that because it just seems like at least the research you know and looking into this it just doesn't seem to be a fair statement anymore even ever it just doesn't seem very fair it's a dangerous sport and i mean things have happened in the past but that doesn't mean that you know he's it's bad today or it really ever was right no i mean it's it's skydiving is safe i mean i'm not going to say it's the safest sports you can do but it's safe meaning the equipment that we have nowadays and the technology and the training methods are are way better than what we started with you know i mean skydiving kind of started as a a military uh project and then from there military surplus people started using the parachutes and it wasn't really designed for sport jumping you know it was designed to jump into combat uh to be a one-time use shoot and, you know, through evolution and many years and unfortunately people dying in the process, you know, it's evolved to where the equipment is is top of the line. I mean, we have little devices on our parachutes now that in the event you don't do anything, let's say you get knocked out or you're just not paying attention. There's a little computer that we wear on our parachutes that will automatically open your chute for you. So, I mean, the technology is there. It's just unfortunately we have the human factor mm-hmm. and people make bad decisions. You know, it's um, how many people out there have been in an accident in a car? You know, how many people uh, have slipped and fall? I mean, it's just it's the human factor where it's, not everything's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So what, sure. what, can you give us some numbers? How many? I mean, do you you guys do a ton of jumps. I work up up actually nearby where you're at, and you, how many people do you have do go in a year? I mean, how many jumps a year do you do or monthly yep, year? We're probably one of the largest skydiving centers in the U.S., if not the world. Um, there's a few other big ones, but they're mostly on the West Coast. 
a few in California, one in Arizona, and then there's a, a couple outfits in Florida. But by far, in, in certainly the Midwest and, and around the area, uh, we are the biggest. Uh, we'll do about 75,000 jumps in our season. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, it's it's a lot, <laughs> you know. Um, we'll do... Yeah. Yeah, we take anywhere between eight to 9,000 first-time tandem jumps. And what that means is somebody coming out for that first-time skydive. And you remember our season's short, though. We don't jump year-round. We jump from about, um, well, we open mid-March through the end of November. But really, it's their season's like full-on about mid-May through about now, actually, is, is when it starts to taper off with the weather turning. Sure. But, I mean, on a given sure. Saturday and like a July day, um, non-event day, just a typical Saturday. We'll have anywhere between 200 and 400 people out here just, uh, you know, having a good time, jump in and get an escape from the city and, and just really enjoying themselves and living life to the fullest. Yeah, I didn't realize all the stuff. I mean, I've never been out there, so I didn't realize how much stuff you guys have. I, this is awesome. I mean, you've got camping, you got cabins. I'm reading off your site here. <laughs> Places for RVs, uh, swimming pond, volleyball court, disc golf course. Yeah, we tried to uh, we tried to take away the, you know, I don't know for those of you that you've watched the movie Proof or Fandango where, you know, it's typically this ratty old airplane, this gear that looks like it came out of somebody's closet, and this <laughs> yeah. guy that, you know, looks like he just got out of this, the, the hippie van teaching you how to jump and really tried to make it a resort, a family place where you can come out, relax, you know, get a bite to eat, camp, uh, play some disc golf, just really enjoy the countryside of the Illinois Valley because it's beautiful out here. We're situated right on the, the Fox River. And, you know, I tell you what, with the leaves changing here, it was just so gorgeous, like just to be above the whole thing and see everything. Like You, you get to really see that. Yeah, you get to see the the see it on a day almost probably almost a, on a regular basis at oh, the yeah. very least how how yeah, I mean, pretty it is. That's we started the, the yeah we started the first job zone so in 1993 at the old Ottawa Airport and uh, from there grown and you know we've seen this place almost every every year grow from the air you know with the new industrial parks going in new subdivisions going in like it's pretty crazy. Oh, sure, if you look back at old photos and you're like wow that subdivision isn't even there on these photos and now it's there and. Um, it's 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 cool to see Otto growing and the surrounding communities grow. Awesome. Well, I guess you know, I guess that's a good time to probably jump into to now to put you on the hot seat. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm ready for it. <laughs> All right, good deal. Okay, so yeah, we 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 have our doc here in front of us, and we kind of we broke it up into the past, the present, and the future. Um, so you know, let's let's get the the past out of the way first, because that's the thing that kind of seems to unfortunately stick in everybody's mind. Sure. Um, you know, you, I got here that you guys have opened, you guys opened around 82? Um, well, my family's always been involved with skydiving facilities. We opened uh, our first one in in Sandwich, Illinois in the 80s, and then uh, from there kind of moved around as we've outgrew the facilities that we were at, you know, ended up in Ottawa, outgrew that facility, and then built the one that we're currently at. Um, starting in 96 and then opened our doors in 1998 and we were far from finished you know what I mean but we had to open because we just basically ran out of money and you know we didn't have the funds to finish the building so you know it was really embarrassing but you know a lot of people a lot of the help that we had saw the big picture and it was really we were really grateful for that you know I remember weeks on end carrying drywall and 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 digging trenches and all kinds of stuff and it was kind of like you know, you, you had to really see the big picture to see what this place is today, and from what it came from, is just a is just a cornfield. Is it was it your your family? So was it your your mom and dad, or your, uh, how yep. did that? 
It was so yep. your father was a kind of a maybe pioneer or a little yeah, bit. Yeah, my uh, my uh, dad started jumping when he was 16 years old. My grandfather, I'm actually a third generation Scotter. My grandfather wow. was 82nd Airborne, and uh, you know through his stories, my dad and his brother, you know, got really intrigued by it. There are roofers. And you can imagine, you know, they probably didn't like that job as much as they uh, <laughs> yeah. wanted to, like, go and skydive. So when they were 16 years old, back in the 60s, they forged their uh, waivers to say they were 18, and they went and made a skydive for the first time and instantly fell in love with it and just really had a passion for it. And from there, just just jumped a lot through a lot of big events and just really got a name for themselves. So not only uh, being involved, but um, starting facilities and and uh, training methods and, and programs. And, you know, we still kind of lead a lot of the market on, on the way that we do things. And, you know, a lot of people, it, copying is a, is a form of flattery in eyes because every now and again yes. we'll just notice that someone's doing the same thing and we'll be like, well, you can get mad, but, you know, you're really just kind of flattered that they thought it was such a good idea that they, they kind of inherited it. <laughs> yeah, I run into that in my line of work too where yeah, you just got to, yeah, if you can get over get over it and accept it as a, as a compliment. It's, yeah. It seems to work out a lot it, better because that's what it is. It's just, it is. And at the end of the day in skydiving, like if, if we feel that this is a good way to do things, like we would rather people do something smart than to train in an outdated or a dangerous way. You know, it's more of a spread of knowledge and, and just kind of bringing everybody up as a whole versus trying to bull guard it and make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a perfect segue. I mean, so like you talk about the safety and and, and the, the training that goes into this. I mean, mm-hmm. so back you know from from reading on some of the articles that you know are on the web, it seems like was it ninety three till roughly two thousand three, they had a pretty bad stretch there of of just accidents that had occurred. We did. Um, there, I mean, I'm not going to lie. People have died skydiving. They have died out here. Um, you know, I'll even say that my father died in a skydiving accident out here. Um, but again, like we kind of talked about earlier, it's just, it's just that human error. You know what I mean? My father passed away because he had a canopy collision. Somebody kind of, they kind of collided at the worst possible time as they're coming in on a final approach and, uh, kind of tangled up with their chutes and they fell to the ground and, you know, people just making bad decisions. And, you know, it was a, it was a bad, it was a bad little stint there for us. And, you know, we really kind of put our head to the ground and said, okay, what are we doing? What can we do better? Why is this happening? And, um, you know, started to turn it around. But the negativity, the negative side of it still kind of follows us. And, and when you Google us, unfortunately, that kind of stuff still comes up. But they don't realize that, you know, we do 75,000 jumps a year. If you were to get in your car and drive 75,000 miles, I'm sure something's going to happen to you. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. do that year after year after year. And, you know, we've been doing really well. Um, you know, unfortunately, we did have somebody pass away in, in uh, last year in 2011. But up until that one, I mean, we've been doing really, really well. And, you know, like I hear it too. People are always like, oh, people are dying out here every day. Well, that's just silly. You know what I mean? They, I mean, people yeah. that say that are just ignorant because people don't die out here every day. People, you know what they do out here every day? They enjoy this place. They live life to the fullest. Everybody's smiling, having a good time. We have a spectator area, and I'd love to see it filled up with little kids because I'm thinking job security because when they're 18, I know they're going to start to skydive because they're sure. growing up with it. You know, this is in their backyard. And what surprises me a lot is that there's not a whole lot of people from the Illinois Valley that actually jump. There are people that talk bad about us, but they're not, they're not out here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're going to talk bad about me, come out here and hang out and then say something. You know what I mean? But don't just hear rumors and then start talking this stuff because they're simply just not true. Is it dangerous? Absolutely. 
we take every precaution. We have the best gear. You know, I have maintenance people on staff um, to handle any things, whether it's the airplanes or the parachutes, the equipment. And, uh, you know, we go out of our way to make this place as safe as possible. I'm not going to say tomorrow something's not going to happen, but, you know, we definitely go above and beyond the industry standard to make sure that you're going to have a good time. You know what? I It's the worst time to cut you off. Yeah. But um, uh, I think we lost Clayton. Okay. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, bummer. He's gone. <laughs> Hang on a second. Okay. Sorry, everybody. And Rook, sorry. Yeah, no worries. It was like bad timing <laughs> for, for a Skype mishap. <laughs> but uh, no, that was, that was awesome. So Clayton, you missed it. Uh, he was, you know, pretty much telling everybody, hey, you know, if you're from the Illinois Valley, most people from around here are not going out to skydive Chicago, and yet they still have no issues, you know, making fun of it. Right. Which is pretty ridiculous. Sure. So, I don't know. It's, um, it's, you know what, one thing I want to ask you, though, is there, you, you mentioned, you already talked about the technology being better. Is, is, is that alone, do you think, the big difference between back then and, and now, or is there any other factors? You know, I think the, um, the invention of the wind tunnel, I don't know if you guys are ever familiar with those, but it's basically, ex- it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a big tunnel of, of wind that you can, it's a skydiving simulator, if you will. Sure. And if you want to Google it or, or, or YouTube it, it's SkyVenture, uh, and then you'll be able to pull up some videos and see what I'm talking about. But these are starting to pop up all around the country, and it's basically a simulator for the sky. So people are becoming really, really good at skydiving really fast to where you can go and let's say you fly for 30 minutes and the typical skydive lasts for about 60 seconds or a minute. Hello? We were on the wind tunnels, weren't we? Yeah, we can jump right back in whenever. I'll figure it out in editing later. Editing later. So sorry to our, <laughs> sorry to our listening audience. This is the most screwed up. Uh, um, and yet, probably one of our best, if not the best, interview we've had yet. And we're having the worst technical difficulties. Yeah, no so. offense to anybody. Technology is <laughs> great until no. it doesn't work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So speaking of that, I think that's what we were talking about: technology. And I mean. Uh, and the improvements that, you know, with the wind tunnels. Um, so that's, is there anything else? I mean, I'm sure it sounds like, from what I've read on the, the website, it sounds like you guys do training that, you know, is above and beyond um, what most people do. We do, and, and, and just the ability to um, find, a, and, and the ability to jump, you know, for a while there wasn't as many drop zones or skydiving facilities around, and now I think there's upwards of 400 in the U.S. or 240 or something around that. Um, so you, uh-huh. a lot of people have the resources to go and jump. I mean, if you're parked next to a major city, you know, chances are there's going to be a skydiving facility on the outskirts of that city, um, mm-hmm. you know, service in the area. I mean, there's three here in Chicago, so most places, you know, like, there's a lot of places that you can go and jump and have that outlet to get good training and, and, and uh, be a proficient jumper. Is there any regulating body or anything that says, you know, for w- what kind of equipment is required or inspections or anything like yep. that? There's an organization called United States Parachute Association, or USPA for short. Um, they have a website, USPA.org, and that's kind of our association that administers the, the licenses and our ratings okay. and kind of governs us. But 
allows a lot of freedom in what we do. Uh, we kind of self-govern because they're not a government agency by any means. It's a, right. a membership association. And uh, they're about 30, 34,000 strong right now. So, I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, skydiving is still kind of a small sport. Um, you know, if you look at most towns are 34,000 people if you're in a suburb or in a large city. But the FAA also governs us, and that's an actual federal organization. And they come out here and inspect our airplanes and inspect our uh, facility expect, and inspect our airport about two or three times a year. And, uh, you know, we have an open-door policy. They can come out whenever they want because we have nothing to hide. You know what I mean? Whereas most people, they try to, you know, pinch the pennies and do maybe some things that aren't the best. You know, we just say, hey, come on out whenever you want. In fact, I trained one of my inspector's wives on how to jump last year. And, you know, I was kind of – I was had mixed emotions about that. You know, I'm like, hey, it's super <laughs> cool that the FAA chose our facility to have their wives jump at. Well, that's yeah, well, we better not hurt this girl, you know what I mean? That, well, no, that is saying something. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's a compliment. That was yeah. kind of cool for us. Well, one of the things you said earlier, and I don't think it was when we were recording, but you, you said some like the, the attitude of the place or the culture of it and whether people are complaining or um, and having a positive, you know, looking at organization you belong to for safety, and that is as something where you work with them rather than fight against them. And your open-door policy for safety is just sort of the culture that breeds – you know, it's going to help bring the sport to the next level, which it seems like you guys are, are right at the the thrust of. You know, so that is what what could you say about that? I mean, is is do you guys are you aware of that? If you have jumpers that come out that aren't in the right frame of mind, is there any? Yeah, I anything? mean, we have we do have policies. I mean, you can't be drunk or or on any kind of medications or drugs or anything. You know that we don't do that. You know, we drug test all of our instructors here, and uh, you know we really need just just the. The industry of skydiving to become like a skiing industry where it's so there's so much risk and liability right now and 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 skydiving being a high risk sport there's just a lot of costs and everything that go involved with it and I don't want you know I think it's important that that stays there but if we could maybe tone it down to where as as opposed to the nine page waiver back to back you know on you know nine pages back to back that you have to sign to jump if you go skiing for example that more people die in one skiing season than an entire, you know, four years of skydiving. And then the waiver is on the back of the lift ticket. You know, I mean, it just needs to get to that kind of level. And right. and I think you'll see skydiving really start to explode where there's just, you know, maybe even insurance because there's not even insurance in our sport. You know, we, we don't have a big insurance policy to where tomorrow if someone, you know, heaven forbid I get sued and wins, like I'm, I'm, I'm done. I put Century 21 in the front yard and I'm, I'm over it. I don't have an insurance policy to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of a, a struggle for us as well. Of, you know, how big do you want to get knowing tomorrow you could lose everything? Well, and then I, I, I just like the way you put it. And I, like I said, that they uh, have an attitude of safety and, and, you know, making sure that you're doing the best you can, then you can feel good about it and have a good time and, and not worry if you're cutting corners and pinching pennies you know the likelihood of something happening where you would have a, a suit a lawsuit or something that would break you is becomes much more uh yeah unlikely. when you're when you're negligent you know because we know everybody's a daughter or a son or a loved one or a spouse of somebody and the last thing we want to do is have to look and call that person and say that their significant other or their kid isn't going to come home you know what i mean that's that's horrible i mean think about that we mm-hmm. don't want to do that we're here to have fun we skydive, we smile, we get away from the, the, the nine to five grind. And that's so far from our mind, yet we know it's there. It's it's just, it's it could happen. You know, we're all willing to accept that risk. But 
you know, to radiate, to go above and beyond what we can do for safety. It's just, it's just a good general practice. Well, that's a that's a good time to uh, lead into some of the the present day stuff. So, I mean, you guys, the big news that if 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 people, you know, who have those negative thoughts, you know, if they haven't noticed the positivity that's been going around <laughs> lately, they got something wrong with them because you guys just broke a massive record, the the vertical record, which it's not the first time you broke that record, right? No, we actually um, started doing these in the late '90s. Um, uh, teammate, my uh, Mike Swanson and myself started to do the vertical records because it was never been done before and it was kind of a you know if you look at skydiving it's kind of like snowboarding and skiing you have the snowboarders which are kind of the young punks with crazy hair and piercings and tattoos and then you have the skiers which are more like the typical belly fly position that you see uh, in a more traditional or standard skydiving um, so what we decided to do is like hey man let's get a bunch of our friends and see if we can all link up in the sky and it kind of took off and uh, we started doing records every other we started doing them every year and then it got big enough to where we started to do them every other year. And then we broke the 100 mark in 2009 here uh, during the summer. And we're like, man, that was cool. We broke 100. So then about two years later, we're sitting around. We're like, man, we need to do another one. So we, <laughs> you know, we sent out invites. We did tryouts all over the world and brought a team here to do it this past uh, July and broke the record. We did 138-way on our 15th attempt. And it was cool, man. We had a... Uh, a girl that jumps here works for the Associated Press, and she put it on the wire. And in the first day, we had um, 3.2 million unique visitors on Yahoo uh, that oh, checked wow, it out. Yeah, nice. not not quite like Felix's jump, but still, it was cool for us. <laughs> yeah, right. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. I watched the 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 one of the first videos that came out on that, and the Felix Baumgartner one. Yeah, the Felix one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So do you Crazy. know him? <laughs> Uh, I don't know him personally. I mean, I know of him. I work with Red Bull a lot too on some stunts, and wow. um, like we work for the same organization. So I know of him, but I he hasn't been to my house for dinner. You know? Okay. <laughs> Still, like uh, you're well, you're. It, uh, I'm gonna say that's like you're you're in the same ballpark. Or for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Flattering. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Um, so so I, I go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Okay, I was. I just had to ask, like. I mean, you guys practicing for something like that. How do you do that? How do you, how do you do, do you, I mean, I assume you, you work on formations and stuff like that on the ground, but. Yeah, we basically uh, start with trying to assemble the team, you know, because with a good team, you can do anything, right? Whether that's in the workplace or during sports or, you know, that's, that's a proven concept. So we hosted tryouts around the world and we did some in Florida, Arizona, California, Australia, Dubai, um, in Europe, and then we did some here in Chicago, and we got the best team that we could possibly get to come here um, during our Summerfest event, which is an annual event that we do um, here at the end of July, the first week of August type time frame. And we had a concept of kind of the formation or the big snowflake that we ended up doing. And, you know, we do a lot of ground preparation and practicing and explanation, and we go up. And, you know, the first time we did it, we everyone that we did beat the record of 108 way that we set back in 2009 but to do a world record you have to submit what you're going to do um and then show the picture of that oh wow yeah so then we um you know 15 three days later 15 jumps i mean it was an emotional roller coaster because a couple of the ones we thought we got it we landed we weren't sure we gave it to the judges there was one grip on one grip off and i mean it's it's really an emotional roller coaster and 
and how much time does it take? So when you, you go up, you do a jump, and let's just say you decide it didn't work, you got to do it again. How much time is there in between there? Is that like a, a day, or do you do no, multiple jumps do, in one day? We try. We have a really aggressive schedule. Um, it's one of the things that I'm kind of known for is to, like, I don't waste time. Like, if you're if you're on our team, like, be ready. Because if we <laughs> don't get it, we can be – we're trying to do 40 – the minute we land, we try to be back in there in 45 minutes. And the only reason I can do this is because I have an amazing support staff that many of them have worked with me since back in the day when we first started. And they know what needs to get done, and we all kind of unite and just get it done. And it's a lot of work. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're really wanting that beer, and we just kind of push through, and, you know, we, we get it done. We, we You know, we invited 100 and – we over-invite. We bought it. It's like the airlines. You over-invite because you're going to have some sub, uh, substitutions and – so we had about. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Do you have a lot of like substitutions and alternates and we stuff? We do, and that can be pretty emotional too. <laughs> you know, we have people traveling from all over the place, and when they're struggling, like everybody struggles. You know what I mean? I've struggled on a day, and some of the sometimes it's just not your day, and to have to go up to them and just be like, "Hey, man, we need you to sit down," and just to see that look in their face, it's just devastating, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, we got the record. The organization, the engineering proved proved true that it worked, and they have to understand that you know it's not. I don't hate you. I just simply need to put the best team together that I can to get a record and respect the it's time. Just like any other, yeah. It's just yeah. like any other sport. You know, yep. some guys are just off on a, any particular day. Like a yeah. rod in the world or in the ALCS. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you know, it's just not your day. <laughs> I, I got a question, uh, not not in regards to the records or anything, but mm-hmm. so you have your you have a big facility out here. What do you I, what do you offer for the public? I mean, if if it's a non skydiving person, just say for like me and my wife from here in Ottawa, sure. I mean, we I have mean, our restaurant and all that. But yep, the restaurant and the, and people just come out here to watch. You know what we have a lot of is people that are like, well, I'll go with you, but I'm not jumping. Mm-hmm. And then they come out and they watch it. You know, this but you're landing right in front of the spectator area. You know that. That didn't happen by, you know, accident. <laughs> and, you know, when you see the excitement on people's faces and how pumped up they are and just the overall awesomeness of the, and it's just the energy that you've got to be out here to see. Sure. Most of the people that come out to watch end up jumping. You know, there's airplanes, there's parachutes in the air, there's people moving around, there's lots of people in the hangar. I mean, sure. it's, a, it's a production almost every weekend. Sure. I bet if you got John out there, he'd be jumping within like a month. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Don't we also John. do, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a. We also take people up in the airplane too if they don't want to jump, but they want to, you know, just go for an airplane ride and see the whole process. We can offer an observer ride where they can ride up with the pilot in the right seat of the airplane and, and kind of see the whole thing, but know that they're seat belted into a seat and not going to get tossed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things that I've been wanting to do for a really long time, and now you know, it's. A, I tell my wife, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go skydive, and she's like, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? And then I'm like, so now I have to tell her. It's like, hey, I'm doing it for the podcast. It's, it's <laughs> investigative go. research, right. you know. Well, we we <laughs> could use it, use the footage for the YouTube channel, right? Yeah, there you go. It's easy <laughs> to ask for forgiveness and permission, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually true. <laughs> so, I, one thing I had here a question for you. So, just out of curiosity, oh wait, shoot, you know, I, I think I have it here somewhere in the doc. Uh, you know, you go up. All the time, you're you're training people, teaching people how to jump. Mm-hmm. You're you're do, trying to break these records. When you have just some time to yourself to do just what you want to do, what what kind of stuff do you do <laughs> just for fun? When you you say it's a typical day, you get to just go jump for fun. Yeah. Like you, what do you do? 
Um, man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I get asked this question a lot. You know, I'd be sitting on the couch watching some football is always nice. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, but like when you're actually on a jump, like just a for fun jump, like is there yeah. a certain, do you just jump and just, just float around or you do just doing all sorts of tricks or that? Yeah, I mean, we can do everything. You know, that's the cool thing about skydiving and people are like, man, you have 18,000 jumps. Like if you do the math, you haven't even gotten out of bed 18,000 times if you're 30 years old. So, I mean, <laughs> we've done a lot, you know. And people are like, man, is it still exciting? Is it still fun? I'm like, absolutely, because no jump's the same. You know, one jump, I'm, I'm doing some wingsuit jumps onto a beach for a demo. Um, this weekend, I'm going to Bridge Day to jump off of a bridge. I just did a Blue Man stunt in Vegas last weekend. Like, we travel all over the place and jump, and, and it's just it's the greatest job ever. You know, it's, it's <laughs> nothing is the same. I can't say that I've gone up and I feel like, wow, that jump's the same. You know, wow, that was boring. You know, it's 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 factory work, but nothing like factory work. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it at all. That's awesome. Well, it's good to know that you you're doing something you love, but it, it something like that doesn't get old. There's something out there that's amazing. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Um, well, that's a so I guess um, I can jump down here to the future section. What's the next? What's <laughs> next? What's the next record to be broken or yep. addition um, to the place? What do you got going on? <laughs> Well, the next thing for me is I'm going to uh, West Virginia for a big event called Bridge Day, where they close down the bridge, uh, the New River Gorge Bridge, and they actually allow base jumping off of it. So we're going to go down there and base jump off of that. And then I'm off to Arizona for the U.S. Parachuting National Championships. And uh, that's that event actually we're going to host here in 2013. And uh, I compete um, on a national level in a, a sport called vertical formation skydiving, where we basically have to go up and do a series of formations as fast as we can for 35 seconds. And wow. um, yeah, we're going to compete against everybody in the U.S. And um, it's a, wow. the selection year was last year. And if you win a national level, you go, you go to a world level. And then after nationals, we're going to go to Dubai to compete on a world level wow. and uh, try, try to compete on the world. And I've actually done a couple of interviews on uh, the 95 point, uh, what is it, the AM station in town. I'm sorry. 12, 1430. Uh, or 1430, yeah, here in town. And, uh, you know, we've done a couple of interviews with those guys and had a really, really cool response. Yeah, good support and everything. And it's fun to have a lot of people behind you rooting you on. You know, it's it's cool. It's a good feeling. Yeah, I I think we've told you before, you know, we, we don't have the biggest uh, viewership or listenership here. But, I mean, it's anything we can do to help promote this because I don't think people realize what you guys are doing. Yeah, the scope yeah. of it is, is, I think, beyond what people think and – and that's pretty amazing that the, the facilities right right here and I, I wasn't aware of what it was. I knew I know you guys jump a lot because I work at <laughs> um, the Uniman Lab, which is up right by the Toyota dealership there behind it. Oh, yeah. And I see you can see them every day. Oh, yeah. I mean, all summer long, and probably a good summer for it, really. Yeah, um, today with this this summer was great. You know, I feel bad for all the farmers, but man, we jumped every day for a good two <laughs> months with this drought. You know, it was amazing. <laughs> nice wow. you mentioned that you 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 do like the wing suits yep. is now is that like with the ones that look like the squirrel type thing the, the flying suits, squirrel yeah. deals? everybody loves yeah. the squirrel suits <laughs> yeah um yeah we do a lot of that stuff for uh air show demos um we jump all over the country doing that kind of stuff and we do a really cool stunt where um we jump out with the wingsuits and we have an acrobatic airplane like flying around us so imagine like a barber pole and we're kind of going through the rings of smoke and it's a uh, it's a really cool effect for the show. Yeah, it's a really cool. 
But um, yeah, they're a lot of fun. They uh, they kind of make your free fall time a little bit longer because you're transitioning your speed of about 120 miles an hour down to horizontal. So you're going about 140 across the ground, but then you're only going vertically like 30 or 40 miles an hour. So you get to extend oh, oh, wow. your yeah, you extend your free fall time upwards of you know double if not triple. There's a couple of videos I've watched on YouTube of of you know where they're doing some of those jumps through like i don't know which i couldn't tell you which ones i'm sure you've seen them or if not you've already done it where like there's like a, a crack in a rock and oh yeah just like skimmed right through the crack <laughs> the this... flying. yeah it's pretty crazy oh, <laughs> amazing it's so fast too oh, you don't yeah. realize just how fast they're going yep that's one of those sports unfortunately like when you realize it's too late it's too late you know <laughs> Wow. Wow. How is that? What do you mean? Like, well, it's, you know, a lot of people have, you know, that's, that's a dangerous sport. You know, that's one of those risk versus reward where I think it's about level. And, you know, unfortunately, like when you realize that you're too low or you, you, you're oh, too close sure. to the rock, I mean, it's too late. You know what I mean? You don't have time to react to that. But, um, you know, it's, it's like anything in its infancy, like it's just gotten popular and, you know, people are getting more skilled at it. There's training camps now for it. And, you know, it'll become a lot safer than, you know, the first endeavors, you know. Is that something that you were mentioning in the wind tunnel earlier? Can you do? Can you wear that suit in the wind tunnel, or is it because you're doing the horizontal? Is that yeah, not? You, you can't wear it in the wind tunnel because you know you want to move across the ground. You know right, you'll traverse okay. a few miles across the ground to where right the on. tubes are only like twelve feet, fourteen feet in diameter. So unless you're spinning like a top, it's not going to work very well. Well, and that's okay. In my little yeah. head, that's what I thought, but I want to make sure. sure. <laughs> cool. Wow. Awesome. I feel like we've jumped around a lot, but uh, everything we've not really too too bad, but everything we've yeah. hit on, it's it's you've you've been you've got a great story or basically blow, blown well, I don't know about Sean, but you've blown my mind a little bit. <laughs> Crap. Same here, and I still feel bad about the uh timing of our technical difficulties. That's that was, all good. That was some good stuff. <laughs> but uh oh, you know, we didn't even mention them. you you guys are the host of the the Vixens. Yeah, too. absolutely. We uh, you know, yeah. those guys came out here and I was a little uncertain about it and uh you know, they wanted to, you know, use the hangar and it's like, okay, well, let's let's see how this works and you know, I got into it by the end of it. I was cheering, I was having a good time and you know, a lot of the guys out here like it and uh it's just a fun thing to do, you know. It's good to see everybody come out here and and uh you know, let the community come out and enjoy the facility is is like I realized like to enjoy it um while we're jumping. Well, we have to Perfect. come out for that. Do they still are they still scheduling events or are they Yep, I think they got I think they got one coming yeah, up. I think I they think. got one coming up maybe the 20 um I'm not sure. I don't have a little calendar in front of me, but I know it's coming up soon. Okay. Yeah. We'll have, I, we've uh, we've been saying we wanted to go. You, you went one time, John, didn't you? To the no. no? Wait. So the Vixens? No, not yet. No. We, despite as much as I plug them, I've still yet to go. We did a whole. <laughs> we did a Sad. whole roller derby show. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, we explained the rules and everything. We pretty much ripped off the stuff you should know podcast yeah. and everything they talked yeah. about. Well, that's you know what, <laughs> but that's that's important though because until I figured out what what I was cheering for. It wasn't really that much fun. And then I realized what I was cheering about. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is awesome. You know, I found myself rooting them on and screaming and hollering. And <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, I, I, I know. I had one more question for you. And this is, a, this is um, I don't have it on the dock here. So this is, this is coming at you <laughs> off the cuff. All right. Um, what would be, as a pro skydiver, what would be the scariest thing you've, you know, situation you've been in 
Um, Is there anything that sticks out, or are you just such a pro that <laughs> you always got a handle on everything? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that I haven't been scared, but I like to think that because I still get scared, it keeps me alive. You know what I mean? I'm never reckless in danger to where I don't feel like I can get injured or get hurt. Have there, are there other times that I'm a little more worried than others? Yeah, but I don't know that... You know, I mean, if I was locked in a box of spiders, that would freak me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's a great mentality to have. That's awesome. Clayton, you got anything else? I don't think so. I, I, I think we've we've done a pretty good job of hitting on all the uh, everything. I, like, I, I, I kind of wish we kind of thought this out to be about a half hour. We probably could have had it for about two hours and just shot the breeze. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story with us and uh, you know, all the, everything. And hopefully we can get out and see it and... I, I yeah, definitely. Oh, and before we go, uh, we forgot you. Before we actually started recording, you enlightened us to another local Illinois Valley podcast. Yeah, yeah I did. Um, the Skydive Radio, which is done here on site uh, most of the summers, and then down in Florida when, they, when we moved down there for, uh, you know, obviously when it's minus 20 up here, uh, does a skydiving podcast. And they have, uh, you know, information on skydiving, uh world-renowned jumpers safety and it's it's a good podcast and if you guys want to check it out it's skydiveradio.com and uh i'm sure they'd love to love to have you on there wow cool yeah you can find it. it's on itunes so i mean i pulled it up right away it's uh and probably the based on some of the things you said maybe the bigger one of the biggest if not the biggest uh biggest listenership of the area because it's it's uh, got a, sounds like a lot of listeners that have been doing it a long time. You're a, a 161 episodes in, so mm-hmm. cool. or wait more than that probably. 181. I'm sorry, you, your last yeah. one was October 3rd. You guys are on like an every other week schedule, almost like we do it. Yep. And we're, we're not. We we fell off the wagon a little bit this summer. <laughs> uh, we did. It happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get well, busy. All right. Well, I guess that's that's about it. We'll uh, we'll let you go and. Um, do some nighttime jumping now. Yeah. And, <laughs> no. Good storms in. That that you know. Do you do that actually? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Usually on full moons, we do a night night show for Fourth of July um, for our big fireworks show. But yeah, jumping at night's cool because you can see so much more, you know. And it's just kind of big full moons out there. And if it's warm, it's even better. When it's a little chilly, it's it's chilly. But they're they're really breathtaking. All right. Well, I guess I should let you go because I'll keep asking more, and more <laughs> questions. So. <laughs> but thanks again for coming on the show. That was that's awesome. Um, this is uh, I think you were you're the biggest star uh, <laughs> we've had. Sorry to our other guests who've come on. Yeah, you know I mean? your brother Bob's gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest here. Awesome. Okay. Well, well, I appreciate right. you guys having me out. And again, I, I like the topic of you know having people come out and enjoy the facility. Check out Scott of Chicago before you just talk bad about it. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you again sometime. Great. All right. Sounds good. We'll. We'll go now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to click this thing. We'll be right back with the podcasts and tweets of the week. Okay, we are back. 
That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Pumped up. I am pumped up too. Thanks, big thanks again to Rook for coming on the show. <laughs> we we said at the, earlier we were not going to make this like a big um, like an advertisement, but in a way, I don't. You know, hey, it's an Illinois Valley place. They're awesome. Like you said, it's one of the biggest uh, skydiving facilities around, or practically in the world. Mm-hmm. Breaking records, doing all this awesome stuff. I mean, geez, if you want to tr- learn to skydive, go there. I and and I tell you what, Clayton, I will put my money where my mouth is. I have I've never skydived before, but um, if and when I do, if I can convince my wife to, or maybe I'll just go. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go there. <laughs> well, what did What did Rook say? He said it's it's easier to uh, uh, ask for forgiveness and for permission. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's true. That's that's very true. But you know what? One thing I, you know, we were talking to him and the uh, the Felix. I don't know how to say Felix Baumgartner. Baumgartner. Yeah, you mentioned him in the interview, and uh, probably so. In case people, I mean, I don't know how they don't know about this, but just last week there there was the big space jump. So we didn't even mention it. But today is the twenty first of October, two thousand twelve. An hour point of view in time um and there was just a big space jump so that was pretty cool, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> it was the like the most watched youtube event i think ever it was a live right yes okay yeah it, it's pretty spectacular he broke the sound barrier correct yes he broke the height record and the sound barrier for speed I mean, I don't know how he did it, but uh, when, and when you watched the video, I assume you watched it live, or I I saw the end of it live, but then I did go back and watch some of the videos so, after. So that initial part when he jumps, you know, at, at a certain point, that that's the only way to get down, right? It's not like he could just be like, "Well, I'm going to take the stairs back," <laughs> you, you know, like we get up to the water slide and it's just too scary. So like, yeah. I'm going to do the shame walk and go back down the steps. No, you have no choice. You have to walk. Or you have to jump, I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe he could deflate that thing, but... I doubt it. Even then, you still fall. Gravity's going to take over at some point, right? <laughs> I'm not sure, yeah. I mean... So, I, just the balls on that guy, just to do that, is insane. Because he had no was. idea, you know? He didn't break the free fall record, but... Because uh, I thought that for... was... Well, it was like when I was watching it, the video, one thing I noticed, they flashed up the screen that said, that, well, the current uh, free fall record that was set back in 1960 is like four minutes and 38 seconds or four minutes and 30 seconds. And he pulled his shoot at like four minutes and 15 seconds oh, or something okay. like that. So he didn't he didn't stay in free fall as long as the record holder oh. in 1960. And I'm thinking, wow, first off, how could that be? How did they pull that off in 1960? 50 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, um, you know, and I saw some stuff on the web saying, oh, well, he was going so fast, so he was covering more ground, so I could see that, but also, apparently, the dude back in 1960 had a suit on that might have had a little more drag, Oh, so that might have slowed him just a little bit. Sure. So I guess when you're trying to meet the speed record and free fall record, was he going for the free fall record, or was it just a possibility? Yeah, I'm not sure okay. on that. I actually I, I followed it a little bit leading up to it, but um, not too closely. Right. Um, yeah, so um, pretty neat though. With the, yeah, and so um, yeah, I guess that's all I got for that. So, <laughs> well, we were we we do want to jump into our tweets of the week, John. Uh the what? The tweets of the week. <laughs> Is that right? 
That's right. Uh, Let's do it. I mean, if we're going to go there. um, Let's do it. That was one of the tweets of the week. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there is one on here somewhere like that. Well, go ahead. Take it away. Uh, Fire away, Jackson. (laughs) Fire and lightning. Uh, (laughs) It's Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, at Neil Neil Tyson. Neil Tyson. Uh, The Edge of Space Jump. uh, The Edge of Space, in quotes, jump. Uh, corresponding fall to uh, to a schoolroom globe begins one millimeter above its surface. I'm just saying. So he maybe <laughs> wasn't as blown away by the space jump as maybe you or I were. Yeah, and most people. No, I. This is funny because he was kind of. Um, yeah, he's not on board. Yeah. I guess you could say. And just in case people, you know, don't know who this guy is, you've probably seen him on TV and maybe you didn't know who he was. If if he's he's a big space proponent, um, he's on all like any space related show or anytime space is brought up and talks of space travel and stuff, you you might see this dude. He's huge on it, and that that's yeah. I think that was kind of the gist of it. He would he would rather see um, money be money be spent for actual space travel than just falling to the earth. Uh-huh. I think was his. What he what I saw in some of the other things he said. So well, yeah. well Red Bull paid for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I, I like the um whether he's he's poking fun or, or not poking fun or just not not as impressed as maybe some folks would be at the idea of the one millimeter off a globe sort of gives you perspective on how big you know, the universe or the just the world or the earth is, you know. Yes, and there's actually a really cool infographic thing. I'm going to post actually on Facebook because it is pretty interesting. It gives you a really good perspective of how high he was, which was very high. I'm not going to take that away from him, but it puts it in perspective of where he was compared to where planes fly, compared to where the satellites are. It's pretty cool, so I'm going to post that. And, okay, well, moving along, I will... uh do the next sure. one. I, I'm getting all out of place yeah, here, so sorry. Yeah, I, I sort of cut it. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, this is from Justin at Iron Four Horse. One of the great differences between baseball and the other sports, you can't run out the clock, have to get that 27th out, sometimes more. Lovely. I think I retweeted that one just from Playoff Baseball. Um, oh, yeah. I got pretty psyched. <laughs> uh, I, a lot I, of I good games, like huh? Because you watch, you watch you go football, and they're just like taking a knee, you know, at the end of a game. And in baseball, that last strike can be the difference, you know. So I liked. I thought that was a a good tweet, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all righty, you got the next one. This is from Nanner a day. Uh, you know, you're an adult when an organized closet makes you happy. And she t- uh, put a picture on there. She has a blog. She's been on our list before, hasn't she? I don't know. I don't think she has. We may have mentioned her. I'm not sure. But, yeah, she is on our blog website. If you're interested in her, you can check her out on our webpage, uh, ivypod.com, where we have our local bloggers. Because I'm pretty sure – I don't know her personally, but I'm pretty sure she was from the Illinois Valley. But she now lives, I think, in the Chicagoland area. But still, hey, she's got Ivy in her blood. Sure. Well, and uh, I think she's sort of like a, a lifestyle sort of self improvement kind of like blog yes. writer, like health food and exercise and tweet. So it's always good, helpful, helpful information that she's given. So uh, yeah, that's a good one. I I don't know if I get that excited about my closet. Actually, I don't have clothes. 
I get that excited about like when I clean my computer area. Yeah, that's a big deal. My closet. I guess she's a woman. I don't understand them, but uh, yeah, like if I clear out my drawer, desk, or something, and or my car, even. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I gotcha. Okay. (laughs) All right. The next one is from AM twelve twelve AM twelve twenty WLPO at AM twelve twenty WLPO. Mendota man pleads not guilty to shooting bicyclist. And with a link, um, I think it, I don't even, this that this is directly related to the last show we did, right? With the skunk, the guy who was wearing the bicycle helmet that the guy thought was a skunk, and then he shot him in the hand. Yes, apparently he's pleading not guilty. Right. So I don't know. I was thinking he's going to get out of that one. I know the article doesn't really say much more other than that he did that. So I'm curious as to where that's going. Oh, no, he's screwed, <laughs> and as well as he should be. I hope. <laughs> I'll pick uh, up the next one. Sure. Ooh, maybe you can help me with this name. And this is from Gabby at Gabby uh, Viana. Viana, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what I like about Illinois Valley bars. What I like about IV bars. Free drinks from high school teachers. Amen. I don't know what that means. I thought it was funny though. It looked. Yeah. She was probably. This is a, a woman. I assume. Yeah. It looked like she had gone out for a night of boozing, um, having some beers. And she must have got treated. Yeah. So good for her. <laughs> Benefit of being a woman, I guess. Right. You get treated to beers. You want to take the next two? I think they kind of run together. Yep. It's a combo pack coming from at NT underscore court, which is Tom Collins from the News Trib. Uh, first one is yesterday, LaSalle County. Oh, I'm sorry. Yesterday, LaSalle County recorded its 500th DUI, which is the slowest pace ever. We may yet hit a record low in drunk driving so that's awesome Mm -hmm. we've talked about that stuff before and then the second one is felonies are down too LaSalle County is on pace for the smallest felony caseload since heroin resurfaced in 2004 awesome see felonies people come to the Illinois Valley we see this is another reason why you know people shouldn't think that all this alcoholism and And felony stuff is a problem. Cause Even though John and I are both having beers while we do this show, doesn't mean we're going to be out driving. <laughs> That's right. Us tonight, you know. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm going to have a drink. Yeah, well, good for you. Does a, so a DUI can be a felony, right? Or no? Or is it, how do you get a felonious DUI? Maybe if you got in a car accident. Okay, I, it, while I, being you're right. I, I guess I was I was getting out ahead of my skis there a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I no, I know that it, it. But sometimes you can it can get real bad for you. Either way, this is a good trend for us. Um, you know, here in the Illinois Valley, I I'm pleased to see it. I'll, I'll pick up the next one. This one's from our friends at the Stuff You Should Know podcast, Josh and Chuck at SYSK Podcast. There are 31 million pounds of unexploded ordnance and chemical weapons rusting on the seafloor. This came with a news link. Um, this is probably from about 10 days ago or so. Right. Yeah. I never heard about this. It was interesting. Very, very scary. Uh, I mean, that's just in the water. I, I know on on land there's all kinds of stuff too. But, yeah, the, the sea is a, a very polluted place. From uh, This is what I'm gathering. I know it's vast and huge, but still. Not good. Nope. Not a- hey, I know we mentioned it last time, but we got mentioned on the Stuff You Should Know podcast. It. We- yes. The alien one, or the Martian one, about right. 
six episodes ago. I'm still waiting for them to mention my email, so we'll see. I'll let you know when they do. Sure. So, all right. Next one is uh, this is a quick one because it's appropriate for the show. It's from at SDC Air News, which is Skydive Chicago. Interested interested in becoming a solo skydiver? Get certified. Only two classes left in the season, October 19th and November 2nd, with a Facebook uh, link here, too. So, yeah, that's that. Looks like your last chance is uh, November 2nd. Yep. Uh, From the point of view, yeah. Yeah, so if, if you if, if you listen to us and we've, we've convinced you that that's a good place to go and, and safe, uh, and Rook convinced you, and I think, obviously, I think he did. He convinced me. Yeah. I'm ready to go right now. Let's do it. I have to let the beer wear off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to the next one, I guess. Um, This is from Graham Jones, at Graham Jones. Um, Worth rereading. Google Plus fails the like tests. It's now a year since Google introduced its fifth stab at dot, 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 which is social media, I guess. Yeah. I I could go on and on about this one, so I'm going to keep it brief. But uh, Google Plus can kiss my butt i didn't explain it on the last show but basically i never i didn't really follow google plus closely we had an account and then suddenly um started getting followed by some chinese dudes and then i got a call from work from the chinese dudes i got spooked did you really and i i closed down my google plus account and with it i took down the ivy pot account you got guys you got guys you got a phone call at work yeah and this is my partially my own fault. Well, completely my own fault because I actually did the only time I've ever done this on on Google Plus. I actually posted some on the profile. I posted some work stuff. I posted just like prior work experience or something. I don't know what I posted, but I posted something and they saw it. They followed me. Apparently, they thought they could get my business and they called me and I got spooked. And it's scary. I closed Wait, everything down. Did you put like your line in? Did you put your phone number down or something too? No, no. But they, I did have a place of business, so apparently they looked it up. Wow. That yeah, isn't that good. Weird? Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. No, I don't either. And it, you know, I I had been reading all this stuff about how you should spend put all your time into Google Plus because it's so good. You know, and this article points out that the people who are using Google Plus is just like techie adult males like it's a small subset like 95 percent of the web's not using google plus and i don't know i just i don't know why google doesn't just stick with what works why do they have to try to do this kind of crap i don't know sometimes it works sometimes ho-hum yeah ho-hum next one is 993 at wajk you heard about the police chase this morning on i-80 from ottawa to manuka Oh, that's actually a question. Yeah. Sorry. It ended in a cornfield. Here's blah, blah, blah. It's a Facebook post. Gotcha. Which we don't. Oh. I don't. We shouldn't have put that on here. We shouldn't have put that on Neither here. Neither of us Let's heard about on. this car chase. Yeah, so. <laughs> we didn't hear about this. And we're going to skip it because it's a Facebook post. Up yours. Yes, I hate that. Uh, this next one is from Illinois Report at Illinois Report. Illinois Amtrak train hits 110 mile per hour in test run. This is an article from... The Houston Chronicle. Apparently, they're, they're they're working on high speed rail, and good. I think it's a good thing. This it's an AP article from Joliet, actually Amtrak. <clears throat> the route between Chicago and St. Louis hit 110 miles per hour. That's I love fantastic. how this article starts out too, because it says ripping through fog, shrouded farm fields, and blowing past cars on a <laughs> parallel highway. 
<laughs> sounds so sexy. Uh, oh, wow. I'm turned on. Yeah. Good thing. Um, well done, AP. Yeah, but uh, the idea of high-speed rail traffic, I think, is something that eventually is going to have to come. With population and stuff keeps growing, I don't think we're going to have a room for all the cars. So, uh, you know. No, if there was a me, if there was any form of public transportation that could get me to work today, I would be all over it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe you'll be able to use the uh, Google Car. Oh, I wish. The automated cars. I want one. Or is it no, like I, Google Plus where it just sort of fizzles? <laughs> no, yeah, no. The Google car, I will I'm all about that. That's that's a great idea. I agree. It's coming. All right. I'm gonna take the next we got two left sure. here, everybody. TT un, at TT underscore JT penalty. JT penalty from the Times. Ottawa wins NIB twelve W. 27 to 24 over Sterling. Finish regular season 9 and 0. Yeah. So what is that? The Northern Illinois Big 12 West Division. I think uh, so. They went out, they ran the gamut and they went undefeated and I think they're playing um normal community in the 6A. Now I'm not looking at this. This is just off the top of my head. I think they're playing uh in the playoffs in the 6A. They got slotted in the 6A conference and I think they're playing normal community. So um, we'll keep an eye out on that. Definitely. Probably, I assume, next Friday or Saturday. Probably Saturday. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. something to keep an eye on. And That's fantastic. That's, that's damn good. Yeah. So, did you happen to go see Ottawa and LP or no? No, I didn't. No, no I didn't. Well, didn't get to see I him I sort play. of set a goal and potentially going to see, but I, I didn't make it either. So that's unfortunate. But I'll, I, I'll pick up the next one here. Um, this is from Chad Ario. Um, E-R-R-I-O, so Chad, E-R-R-I-O. Ticks for Rural rural County Comedy on November 17th in Spring Valley, Illinois, will be available tomorrow. Get them online at uh, ruralroutecomedy.eventbrite.com. He's a local comedian. They have a podcast. Is it Three the Hard Way? I think so, yes. Uh, A podcast, and they're doing a comedy show at uh, Uncle Stewie's Roadhouse on November 17th. So um, if you like live stand-up, which I think that's the best way to take it. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go. Gonna... I, think we'll probably, I think we'll probably be able to pull the list at the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that should be. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's – what day is Thanksgiving? The Thursday. Thursday, yeah, I know. <laughs> is it the 22nd? Yeah. It's always Thursday. I know. 22nd or 29th? I don't know. Either. Whatever. Either way, Chad, I, and I actually think – did we see him at the Super Bowl? I don't know. I He sent me a message because I was asking him had he been to the Super Bowl, and he was there for a fundraiser and then also for something like a reunion thing. So I don't think we saw him. Fundraiser. I think that's when we went to. I don't know. I think it is, and I think we saw him. Where's he from? Like. We're, no, we should probably save this for off the off the off air. Yeah, yeah, we'll have more on this. <laughs> Try Check to. him out. Seventeenth. Either way, I'm pretty sure he's hilarious. He looks really funny on Twitter. <laughs> Just <laughs> he's got good tweets. Yeah, he does actually. So no, and I, all right, we got to pick a winner, Clayton. Uh, what we I think we did decide on one before, but I already forgot what it was. I I I think it was the the Neil Tyson one. Correct. You got it. Second that motion. It's approved. That's fine with me. Pick a local tweeter this time, but we both sort of were enamored, I, I think, to a certain degree with this tweet, and that's why we picked it, because we 
it was it was smug, but also like sort of right, and I we both enjoyed it thoroughly. And it was just against the popular, right? You know the the mainstream, you know, feeling that was going on. He is just a, against the grain, so. I liked it. Yeah, and that was the edge of space jump. A corresponding fall to a schoolroom glow begins one millimeter above its surface. I'm just saying. Yes, Neil Tyson. Thank you. Congratulations. You are the tweeter of the week. Now moving on to podcasts, and I guess that's a show. Yeah. Well, we've got actually a lot of podcasts to cover here today, so we'll try to fire through these. And um, yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. Let me see here. I had I added a bunch of them to it. Uh, you did, yes. Go take it away. I had uh, well, the first one I listened to this one last weekend. Um, it's the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick. Um, had Tom Hanks on. I think it was the first week of October. Went back and listened to that. Uh, he's Tom Hanks is the man. Uh, Obviously, yes. He's one of those super celebrities that you just don't see on stuff like that. So I was really intrigued to listen to it, and he 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 was really good. He's funny normal in a way it was kind of like oh all right he's a dude so uh that one was really good and i'm just should i just plow through mine i think sure go for it and allison rosen is your new best friend which is she's adam curl is news girl she has her own podcast at allison rosen is her is your new best friend um she had an episode with duncan trussell who's a comedian who appears on joe rogan's podcast a lot and he's on the Ice House Chronicles. He also has his own podcast, which I can't think of the name of now. But he, um, that uh, episode just struck me as being pretty entertaining. Um, he's sort of a hippie, uh, hippy-dippy kind of weird guy who has lots of weird theories on stuff. And it was very entertaining with her because she's, she does such a good job of sort of pulling him back to reality. So it made hmm. a really good show. Nice. <clears throat> the third one I got, I got like five or six of them. <laughs> The third one is that This American Life, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I can't get enough. Um, it was episode 476, What Doesn't Kill You was the title. Um, and the first act was with Tig Notaro. She's also a comedian. Uh, and she does, they, they played a part from her stand-up show that she did right after she found out uh, she had cancer. And it was it's sort of a uh, kind of heartfelt, like performance thing where you know they were able to play the show um play her stand up from basically it was like three days after she found out that she had cancer she went on stage and said so i have cancer and did her act based on that and then all like she had a a run of really bad things happening to her and it is so good that it almost like it it almost brings you to tears in a weird way because it's so heartfelt and it, it's just very interesting. I don't know if I could listen to it then. No, you could. It's it not like a. It's not like. Um, <laughs> I don't want to cry. Finding Nemo or <laughs> Finding Nemo. <laughs> it's not like that. She's. It, it puts it into perspective in a weird way where you're. You know, she's just a person. You know, and and I don't know. You have to listen to it. It's it was really good, um, and it's the first half hour. The whole episode's actually really good as usual but um, that particular part was really and she was she's a comic who's been around a long time she's been on the uh i think she's been on the, the nerdist and she's been on uh comedy bang bang she does all kinds of real goofy comedy and then like she has this and it's it's really interesting 
and moving on. I want to. The next one was the Joe Rogan experience. I, I'll listen to that one uh, for the most part. Not every episode, but certain certain guests and stuff. And if I hear one was good, I'll check it out. This is episode uh, number two seventy three with Amber Lyon. She's a former CNN reporter, and she talks about basically how CNN has a lot of their um, not a lot, but they have some of their stuff on their channels can actually be slanted or you know like uh you'd, you'd have to listen to it. But she she went to Bahrain, which is a Middle East country. And saw some of the atrocities and stuff that are going on over there. And it's, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world that the media doesn't report on. And CNN is guilty just like a lot of the other news companies are. And she really hit heavy on this stuff. And the, the NDA, uh, what is it? The NDAA, the, the Defense Authorization Act thing. Um, she started talking about that. Very interesting, like scary topics and stuff. Hmm, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, very good. I, really talking about the media, and she's a young, uh, vibrant, like very into her job, hardcore journalist. And she's she had incidences with CNN, a big news company that a lot of people actually think is really good. Where she was like, no, they. But well, one of the things she said is there's like they have like basically public service announcements from. Bahrain was the company she's talking about, country she was talking about, where they put together like a 45-minute program about their country and how progressive they are, and it was put together and paid for by the government of Bahrain, meant hmm. in the Western world, and CNN airs it without it ever saying that, hey, this is brought to you by the government of Bahrain. They make it seem like it was a hard news piece. Oh, okay. not like that at all there, but to us in the Western world. We were we would be by watching it. You're led to believe that this place is perfectly safe, and the government has total control, and there's not any messed up stuff going on. So it's a very scary. After I listened to it, I was like, "Oh God, I don't like hearing stuff like this." <laughs> My own little world to myself. And and then and, uh, another episode of Joe Rogan that I listened to was episode 275 with Dave Asprey. Very interesting about different types of diet and food that you'd want to eat. Um, this one also very intense, uh, very extreme views on the type of food and diet that you'd want to eat. Very counter uh, to popular belief about diet, uh, and you'd have to just go back and listen to it. I, I, I would recommend it just because it's so different from anything you'd ever heard in your health classes and anything like that, that it might it might twist you a little bit and actually get you thinking and interested in how, what it means to be healthy and what it takes to eat a healthy diet. So, um, try to sounds good through them quick there, but yeah, that last one was a good one as well. So what do you got, John? Well, let's see. Unfortunately, mine aren't, well, mine are not quite as deep as yours. I, I feel bad. Yours all sound be very deep. Yeah. But- emotional topics and <laughs> mine on the other hand not quite so uh well I've, I've been a regular listener of the nerdy directive the other illinois valley podcast here uh they did uh, episodes 10 and 11 on zombies you know just dedicated their shows to zombies uh and um i don't know they they're fun it just made me think back to a lot of the night of the living dead and a lot of these shows you know send more cops you know and just those great zombie movies and unfortunately i listened to their show at work so i had this problem where i listened to their show and then next thing i know i instead of instead of doing my job i'm thinking there huh in a a zombie apocalypse what would i do 
So um, thanks to them for screwing up my day at work. Um, what else do I got? And, and and a big shout out to them too, by the way, because they do mention our show a lot on their show. So thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. Awesome. The other ones I have would be Film Sack. I mentioned them before. Episode 134 uh, was fun because, you know, they usually pull shows out of their Netflix library, usually shows that are probably not the best. And they they watch them and talk about them and make fun of them and stuff like that. And they talked about this particular one. They talked about Rocky Five, which... In my opinion, I think most people would agree is the worst of all Rockies. Absolutely. Yeah, so that that was a pretty fun episode to listen to. Um, and then the the last one would be uh, a new show that's out. Well, actually, they've actually put out a full like season. Um, it's called Autopilot. It's another Frog Pants show. I'm stuck on Frog Pants shows. It's so it's got uh, Scott Johnson. And Tom Merritt, Tom Merritt, who is also the he's the host of another one of my favorite shows, Tech News Today, and Scott Johnson, we've mentioned uh, with like the the morning stream and and hypothetical help. Uh, this show is all geared towards they watch the pilot episode of a particular series. So, for example, I listened to one about the pilot for the A Team. Um, another one was a pilot for Quantum Leap, and that they only talk about that one show. Uh, so it's just kind of funny because the pilot shows for any series often is very different or sometimes has different actors. So it's it's just kind of fun and just fun, lighthearted stuff to learn about maybe your favorite show. I mean, I wouldn't recommend you know, going through. It's it's one of those shows where you go through and you find the shows that you're interested in and, uh, and check it out. But uh, that's about it for podcasts. Uh, I would note that Nick... From the Nerdy Directive, Revlo, um, he's got a new show he's working on called The Revcast. So uh, more to come on that. And what else? Um, Simply Wicked Radio, which was Brody's show from the Nerdy Directive. Another local. These are local podcasts. Uh, unfortunately, that one got shut down. I believe. I think he's done with it. And um, the last one was Candid Radio. Another one we've mentioned before. Local podcast. Uh, they mentioned us on their show. They want to have a big group group podcast. So that's a that's an awesome idea. I don't know how we're logistically going to do it because with that many people, but we'll have to work. I like the idea. There, What's that? New, um, there are new uh, apps out there uh, for the iPhone five, where we might be able to actually do a sit down podcast using the iPhone. That would be neat. Something to consider. Maybe we'll okay. we'll try to do that this winter. Maybe we'll do a a, a Star Rock pod or something oh that would be fun that's a good idea but that might be an option for our youtube channel too that we have yet to take advantage of yes the day will come i'm uh, that yes yep. definitely like and then putting it on youtube in um high uh, speeding it up oh nice you know? yeah so where it's like this is the so-and-so hike at star of rock and then people can watch it in like two minutes good idea don't steal that okay. anybody damn it no idea uh <laughs> Ivy Pod. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's I get. I mean, do you have anything else? I think we've. I think that's a show. No, I, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, you're tired. You were at your dad's cabin, so you, you should be tired. And I've been playing football with my kids, so I'm tired too. Well, we got the Bears game tomorrow night, so I don't want to stay up too late. Uh, Good call. Yeah. Work during. Eight. Well, uh, again, uh, Rook Nelson from 
Skydive Chicago, professional, record-breaking skydiver. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. I know that he was heading off to do some base jumping off a bridge. I don't know if uh, – I can't remember if you mentioned that in the interview, but uh, yeah. I know he told us that, but uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, I – I, you know, I'm going to say this now. Hopefully, maybe you won't hear, but do you remember the episode of Seinfeld when he has, like, the, the rock climbing guy, like, the George becomes friends with the one dude that's, like, super cool? Yeah, all the time. That's how I pictured him. Like what? <laughs> like I'm not saying he sounded like him or was like kind of uh, dumb per se, like that. But I pictured him looking like that because gotcha. When, until you see someone in person, like when you have a radio personality or something, you just sort of get an image in your head. It might not be clear, but that's what you think of when you hear the voice. So that was <laughs> for me. That was him. So. Sorry, Rook, if that offends you in any way, but I thought that was my... I don't know, because I have no frame of reference. I don't know what you're supposed to look like, so... Like I said... Check him out. He's on the... He's, he's on the... He's all over the place. Actually, if you find him on the internet, he's he's cool. Okay, well... I'll, I'm a fan. Yeah. We appreciate it. It was a great interview, and, and we couldn't have been more excited. We're just pumped, so... Um, yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys the episode, and I, I think one of our best ones and hopefully we'll be able to bounce back with something better in the near future here. We'll try Ivy pod on Facebook, Ivy podcast, Ivy podcast on Twitter. Mail at Ivy pod is our email and Ivy pod.com is our website. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>